And we're back. So welcome back to episode five of the Weekly Tech Round. I'm Jay. And I'm Carl. So we're back for another round of the latest tech news, games, films and gadget talk. And as always, we're going to have to start with what appears to be now a regular feature on this show, which is either TikTok or Epic. Uh, and so the, <laughs> I know, I know. It feels like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? It does. Um, I thought it's going to be a one-off thing, but it's not. It's every week now, isn't it? It is. This is going to really take it. I reckon we're going to head to Christmas for this one. But I mean, so the Epic Apple battle has upped the ante a bit, hasn't it? With, uh, well, some several big things have happened this week. First off is that, you know, the... Epic have announced that the latest Fortnite season isn't going to be Mac on Mac or iOS for a very big reason. And, you know, they've been showcasing how on other on other platforms you can still play it. But go on, Carl, yep. why, why can Epic no longer lay, allow you to play the latest Fortnite game? Well, 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 uh, Apple followed through on their threat and they pulled their developer certificate. Um, it was only for the their games account. Uh, they still have their developer certificate for the Unreal Engine uh, for now. Uh, so other developers are safe, but uh, yeah, their own games aren't. So no more Fortnite for the foreseeable future. No, and let's be quite honest here. This was going to happen. Apple threatened it. They told them why. Yeah. They had that court ruling, didn't they, the other week, where the judge said that Apple couldn't terminate. Um, they sorry that Apple they couldn't you know basically remove the Unreal Engine because of the fact that it would eliminate other dev other dev developers yes. dev accounts, but that the judge wouldn't. Um, hold back any restraining order from stopping Apple carrying its uh, deadline with the 28th of August, which was to remove their developer accounts. Um, and yeah. Because I think the judge said in her summing up was that effectively you had the TM terms and conditions. And you, you signed them. And yep. you broke them knowingly. Yep. So this is your own stupid fault, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, and now you have lost it. And I know there's been several posts on a few different sites telling people, you know, how to continue playing and don't, you know, don't delete. Oh, this, isn't si- this isn't sign up with your own certificate, is it? And sideload it. I think there was, some, yeah, some very odd things going on here. But it, let's be honest, you know, Apple were going to follow through with this. It was inevitable. They had to. Yeah, they had to. They had to prove a point. Whether or not, yeah. it, whether or not it's, it means that they'll do a U-turn and come back. And I think, part of me, I think, I think this will get resolved because... Yeah, of course. Epic have lost a massive user base here for their new... For their new all those players that play Fortnite, want to play the latest season, uh, whatever they, yep. you know, the, the latest updates, can no longer do that. So that's a massive, you know, drop in revenue. And those people aren't going to go out and buy an Android device or another no, another gaming not. platform, are they? No, and, and as I think most market research shows, the iOS users are the ones that spend the money as opposed to the Android users. So they've lost their cash cow well, this is it, isn't it? It's not necessarily, you're right, it's not necessarily the fact of the, the latest features. It's the in-app purchases that really drive their revenue stream. It is, yeah, I say. You, you get Fortnite for free. Whether you want to spend money on the in-app purchases is up to you, but I imagine a lot of people do. Yeah, I, I wonder. Well, let's see what happens with Google, because it's still obviously on Android. Google haven't done any similar tactic to remove it from the store yet. I don't They've think been, they uh, will. very quiet, actually, haven't they? They have. And this rival group of developers and makers that they wanted to get together for this sort of you know uh, consortium and uh, included sonoff wasn't it uh, microsoft obviously were backing yeah. them but sonos were in there and there was another yeah. there was another couple of pairs but it puzzled me a bit it was like i don't get you know why are sonoffs now upset because they can't do it in the app store you know they you could already use yeah. 
their music platform. Apple don't stop you from streaming other media content on a Sonos device. It's very odd. But No, yeah, I'm not sure what they're involved for. But I literally heard also this morning or yesterday that Facebook weighed into that one as well. Uh, uh, Facebook had their latest version of the app banned uh, because they highlighted in the app that Apple would take a 30% cut of uh, any virtual events you purchase through Facebook. Didn't know that was a thing, but apparently you can buy virtual tickets to virtual events. And of course, Apple take their 30% cut. So uh, yeah, Facebook had an updated app that pointed that out, just like Epic did. And yeah, the app got banned before it even hit the marketplace. Uh, yes, I did, I did hear about that. That's right. There was it. They tried to inform the iOS users about the, the fee, wasn't it? And why yeah. event organizers only receive 70% of the earnings. But yeah. Facebook said that Apple blocked it on the basis of the update being irrelevant, according to Reuters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't offering an alternative payment method like Epic were. They were just, uh, uh, yeah, a bit of stabbing in the back there, a bit of uh, digging their heels in. Yeah, and I think in the CNET article, it was quoted saying that Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg reportedly said that Apple has a stranglehold as a gatekeeper on what gets on phones. Um, hang on a minute. Their hardware... Hot black? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but their hardware... Their software ecosystem, you've agreed to the terms. Yeah, yep. I, I, I imagine they're going to. And I'm pretty sure, like you say, yeah, Pocket or Black Facebook. Hmm. Social hmm. media, they've pretty much monopoly, aren't they? Oh, let's not talk about Instagram. <laughs> 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 and the WhatsApp. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ah, oh, this one's going to carry on, like you say. But then let's swing, swing over to our other regular feature, which is now TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's happened this week jay oh well i mean if it wasn't getting crazy enough already it we've now had two new bids come in i believe so we've we've had a new bid from walmart which yes walmart yes, the, that's the large u.s conglomerate grocery retailer yep. yep who have tailored a bid to buy tiktok but there's been a couple of twists in that one as well so they first their bid was blocked by the the u.s government so they've yep. now gone in with a joint bid with Microsoft to buy. Of course. Why yeah, not? Which, which you do. And, you know, when you stop and think about it, you're like, hang on a minute, Walmart? But actually, Walmart have been very aggressive recently in how they are adapting their business model to, well, let's be honest, online. Because they were caught, they were caught out by the rise of Amazon. You know, Amazon yep. has sewn up, you know, their business in a lot of countries and places. They've missed out on a boom of, online retailing and i think they they're trying to catch up here a bit and perhaps really is this more about not necessarily buying tiktok as a platform but getting access to a consumer base which they can now seed with adverts they can use that technology to help fight against amazon in some ways i don't know i mean yeah maybe better understand their their customers from all that kind of rich information they'll get from a social media application yeah, and let's be honest, when Amazon started out, Amazon was an online bookstore, wasn't it? Purely books, 20-plus yep. years ago. You know, Jeff Bezos started out, and look what it does today. The biggest part of Amazon, I think, in terms of revenue, is almost AWS now, to a degree. It is, yeah, definitely. And you think, hang on a minute, that's miles away from selling books, you know, selling infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, plus all of the other sub-companies that they own, like Blink for cameras, um, plus you know, loads of other stuff that they, they have there. And actually... It, is this Walmart starting on its journey to build out a more of a digital operation? It could well be, yeah. Say, on the surface, it's a bit, what? But uh, yeah, I, I suppose the more you think about it, the more it starts to make a bit of sense. It does. And, uh, but on the other hand, it's still bizarre, Walmart. I mean, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, like, I don't get it. I mean, but then, then it, it got even weirder because 
on on the 28th there was another bid that went public which was a 20 billion dollar bid for tiktok which was uh tailed excuse me tabled by a rival platform called triller no i've never heard of them either Uh, and a a london-based global investment firm called centricus and they are going in together with a 20 billion dollar bid joining now oracle at the table the new walmart microsoft double team i'm not quite sure where kanye is at this point i must say don't Uh, forget kanye (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah we can't dismount don't, don't discount counter can you um can you? so triller are apparently a rival platform to tiktok i mean this clearly shows how behind the times we are we don't even know who triller are i never even heard of them no and when so i think it was the verge to publicize this and they went to they went on they they went to tiktok to to say look you know have you got a quote on this? Um, and it, sorry, it was it was following a Bloomberg report, excuse me, yes. uh, that was that was uh, mentioned in the Verge article uh, that TikTok stated that uh, they had not received an offer. Uh, we'd never been contacted about a potential bid, and they even did the classic "Who's Triller?" Hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> yet Triller have gone on record and confirmed uh, to the Verge and other other publications that they made a bid directly to TikTok's owner ByteDance and not to TikTok itself. And there was a statement from the Truro executive chairman who said that we submitted an offer directly to the chairman of ByteDance through Centricus and have, we have confisa- confirmation it was received. We didn't make an offer to TikTok. They're not involved in this. We made an offer to ByteDance <laughs> and we're dealing directly with the chairman. Yes, just shush and let the parents speak. <laughs> But like twenty billion dollars uh, up front, which apparently is going to comprise of uh, the Centricus uh, Triller Centricus would pay ByteDance ten billion dollar in cash up front, and another ten billion in dollar for share profit ownership on TikTok's assets in the US, Australia, and New Zealand and India. Yeah. And Triller, which apparently operates a similar service to TikTok and will presumably help Centricus actually run a social video application after the purchase, would have a minority stake in the venture. What is going on? You can't make this up, can you? No, no, no. It's no. just complete craziness. I mean, let's be honest, when Trump said they had to be sold in 90 days, yeah, that, that put a, a cat on the pigeon, so to speak. It did. But now it's just, it's just crazy. Wow. I mean, it's a free-for-all. Who next? <laughs> Tune in next week. Well, on that point, though, of Triller, apparently President Trump is a big fan of Triller. He has an account. Apparently he opened an account earlier this, early this month. Uh, okay. So, you know, is he lining himself up here? It, does Trump have a stake in Triller? Who knows, you know? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Not at all. There's some dodgy, dodgy dealings perhaps going on here. I mean, okay, I have no evidence to state that. I'm just making a, <laughs> a random opinion. But, I mean, what next week? Are we, what, we, what are we going to have next week? Or, you know, is Amazon going to pop up next week and say, actually, we want to buy it? You know, it, it, it's yep. just, <laughs> who is it? I mean, oh... It's, I don't know. I, I'm just stunned by this. It just keeps going on and on and on. And you're right. Next week, we're going to have more updates from Epic. We'll have more updates from TikTok. And the, I don't know. Next week, I don't want to throw a curveball in, but it's almost like, you know, will, will there be somebody else up for sale next week? Who knows? Could be. But on, I guess on other news then. So, Carl, how are your Apple shares doing? Uh, I think they're all right, aren't they? I'm not sure what the, the last price was, but um, they're due to do their stock split tomorrow, is it? 31st, I think. So, yeah, that's tomorrow due yeah. to their four to one stock split. So, uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. Well, they have continued to rock it up. I think they closed out last time I checked. And again, Which is over 500? I think it was around the 500 mark, yeah, when they, the market closed uh, on Friday. 
I mean, they're just, they just—they—they they cannot do no wrong at the moment. Those stock—it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Just completely yeah. exceeding all expectations, um, and it's, it's climbing and climbing. And you're right; they're doing the four uh, four to one stock split uh, as of the thirty first. Um, so and Tesla are doing theirs, aren't they? Tomorrow as well, they're five yeah, to one split. Five to one split there as well, um, and it just yeah, there's going to be a real big change there. And there's, you know, so we're looking at what potentially speaking, a roughly when the market opens, roughly speaking, around a hundred dollars a share. Then I'm guessing uh, one hundred twenty-five. That... I heard when I was reading earlier. Right. Okay. There you go. So one twenty-five a share, and there are some analysts who are stating that they think it could hit two hundred dollars within the next twelve months. I think there'll be, I think there'll be a big spike over the next couple of days. I say, I'm, I'm not an investment broker or financer. Don't listen to me. But just my gut feeling says a lot more people are going to go and buy at that one hundred twenty-five. Uh, dollar uh, share price because it's more attainable you know you said i have a share or i have a couple of shares in apple rather than i have a part share in apple you're right 125 is far more accessible and far more attractive to the smaller investors people who perhaps like you say want to get on the bandwagon want to start investing whether they do it through a fractional share trading app yeah uh, which are, you know, there are quite a few good ones out in the market now, or whether they do it through in this country, you know, there's something like a stocks and shares ISA, you know, one of yeah. those saving accounts. So definitely much more, you know, accessible to the, to the wider market. Yeah, which will cause a, a rise. But, uh, you know, the Tesla one, Tesla shares, again, though, also have just been going crazy, haven't they, in, in terms of their value? Uh, yeah, or I not... think they're overinflated. Over I, I don't think they're worth that much, not compared to what Apple. I think they're, they're trading very, very high. But uh, we'll say. What do I know? We'll see. Uh, somebody's buying them. Well, granted, you know, certainly, you know, just you know, huge caveat. Please uh, do not listen to us for stock advice. We're purely speculating on the current state of the market from an observational point of view. And we, whilst we both do have some small investments in Apple and other companies, it is uh, a small investment rather than a long-term <laughs> Warren Buffett-style yeah. approach, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. You know, when the Sage of Omaha backs out of Apple, then we should all sell. Uh, <laughs> but yeah tesla i think is overinflated i mean you look at tesla now they're am i are they are are they the, i don't know if they're the U, they're the number one u.s car manufacturing value i don't think they're the yes. world's most valuable I have a feeling toyota are more valuable i have a feeling it can't be by much so can it surely no but when you look at output of vehicles compared to say ford general motors or any of those oh. big players they're way down the list, aren't they? Oh, really? definitely way down. That's what I mean. For the profit they're making, or if they're making a profit, I'm not sure they are yet. Uh, uh, compared to their share price, there's a massive difference. Yeah, but Elon Musk keeps <laughs> saying how how much he says the Tesla shares are overinflated, and um, you know goes on Twitter or uh, you know whatever and tells people to sell or sell says other things, doesn't he? So I, I, yeah, he does. Again, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Securities Exchange Commission in the US uh, <laughs> slap him down on multiple occasions, haven't they, for that? Um, <laughs> Isn't he still maybe having all his tweets sanctioned before they go, go live? I think he's well, ignoring that. I, considering some of the tweets that he puts out, I'm not convinced he does. You know? no, I but I don't know if you saw this, though. I read the other day that he's worth, um, he is now the fourth richest man in the world, valued around $96 billion. Wow, that's a... Uh fair chunk of change isn't it well it is and it, i think i don't i'm i have a feeling isn't it that, that tesla have got a pay package with him that when they hit a certain point they would pay out uh i think around so many stock options so many million stock options it does, yeah yeah and I, that hasn't happened yet has it 
Oh, he's had his first. He had, he had a lot a couple of months back, didn't he? Yeah, Three but months. not. He hasn't uh, had the the. You're right. He's had the first pair, but he hasn't had the the continual. I don't think he's had the next uh, bulk of them, has he? No, no. But from what I was reading, that obviously they're options, so he still has to buy those. And didn't he have to sell several houses to be able to buy the uh, options? Yeah, that was all a bit odd, wasn't it? When he put all his houses on the market, it was. But, I think he's got uh, he's got a lot of money tied up in stuff, but not actual cash floating around. Well, that's a, but yeah, but that's a, like a lot of them. Look at Jeff. Look at Jeff Bezos, for example. He's on paper the richest human being ever at two hundred odd billion dollars. But yep. if you were to say hard cash, I would want I wouldn't want to put a figure on that, would you? I'm gonna guess it's more than I've got, but uh Well yeah, well let's be honest. Not as much as you would imagine. <laughs> no, his his value is tied up in Amazon stock. Yeah, of course. And like a lot of these the, the rich guys the money is in the it's it's not liquid cash is it it's not it, it's in the in the value of the stock and the shares and yeah if he was to cash out on amazon <laughs> imagine what the market would do there I don't, no, I don't want to go down that road that could be quite bad, <laughs> <laughs> That's very bad anyway 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 we're getting off on a tangent uh so uh, other things in the news this week well we're getting close to the ps5 and the xbox series x release dates um which are yeah. in classic u.s parlance holiday 2020 what does that actually so, mean what november yeah november somewhere around there Te- i think it doesn't mean like what holiday usually sort of equates to sort of thanksgiving doesn't it i think it does yeah it's, it's not christmas is it no no so around like you say that time frame so we've got a ps5 coming which we've got which looks pretty cool we've got well actually doesn't it look like some kind of asus router i think is some of the ones we see <laughs> and we've there got the series x yes and we've got the series x and a lot of the big devs have been dropping uh hints on the latest games haven't they the latest releases yep. and one of those that's just come out is the new call of duty which does look pretty cool i have to say but it does. Uh, what is it? It's Call of Duty Cold War, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they, they don't they not just announce the game. They've announced pricing as well. Uh, so yeah, if, I mean, if you want to buy it, well, I'd say now or whenever it comes out, which apparently is before the uh, the launch of the new consoles, you can you can spend what sixty dollars is it on the standard edition, which only right, works yeah. on the Xbox One or the PS4 or PC if you buy it that way. But uh, but if you want the one that's going to work on the current consoles and the new ones, you have to pay a premium of, what, another $10 up to $69.99. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure about it. Clearly, it's, it's the same game, isn't it? Just with better it textures on the newer version. They've already done this work. So why are they charging? Why not just charging $59.99? And when the new console comes out, you get the upgrade. I, this is, there's going to be a lot of games doing this, I think. Uh, I think especially so. When, especially when if you're launching so close to uh, the, the new console release date. And I get that you want you want the consumer to experience it, and a lot of these consumers are going to upgrade to the latest machine. You know, you yep. and I both are kind of keen on on what what the new Xbox is going to bring, and 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 the changes there, of course. And you want to hope that a you're going to get backwards compatibility with your existing games. That would be one yep. plus point. And you're right, if you were to drop hard cash on a release that comes out, you know, weeks before it, there would be some degree of cross compatibility to that platform yeah. as well and yeah i i'm not suggesting that that they don't do any sort of major development changes to the new platform of course they do it's a new platform it's a new architecture but they're, they're gonna have to they surely have factored that in and to pay what ten dollars for a dual entitlement um, yeah you're right it's it's a tricky one but then hang on though don't forget talking of games then you also have got rockstar who are re-releasing grand theft auto 5 remaster 
for, for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. <laughs> One, this is, this is mean it's what it's been for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, the Xbox One and PS4, and now the new PS5 and Series X, and of course the PC. Now, I can understand, I, I don't know what they're going to be charging, but I can kind of understand them charging a premium, as obviously it was never made when this new console came out. From what I understand, they'll be redoing all the graphics and the engine to make it all shiny on the new system. But with the current ones like the Call of Duty, they they must have had the PS5 development hardware and the Xbox Series X development hardware in their hands when they started this journey of building this game. So they've been building yeah. it for this all along. Uh, so it kind of smacks of just cashing in then. Well, not that Rockstar isn't. <laughs> so it's still GTA 5 that came out two consoles ago. But I mean, at least they are rebuilding a lot of it from the ground up to make it work with the new... Uh, new console yeah i was gonna say rockstar <laughs> rockstar are quite you know they're pretty upfront about it you know this is not a new game this is like you say this is going to have remastered textures i think like you said there's some some exclusive content coming in this yeah. but the new cod is a brand new game you're right they're going to have had the dev editions of that of those consoles for a while um and yeah i just i i feel for anybody that buys it at the moment because you, you're in a rock between a rock and a hard place because let's be honest sixty dollars to seventy dollars it's still it's a it's a big enough change psychologically and in value to to move between yeah. them, isn't it? And is that signalling that basically the new price for the new new uh, PS5 games, uh, and Series X games, is going to be seventy dollars? That's your base price now. It's a good point because if you look at if you look at historically, console games you know have always have have always been slightly quite expensive in comparison. But when a new gen comes out, you're right. There tends to be a slight uplift in the base pricing, doesn't there? Um, yeah because you're you're getting something new and things like that but i mean you only have to look i guess you only have to look at the cost of some of the newer titles that have come out in recent times to see how Mm. much games have increased in price now take inflation and and you know those kind of things out the way they are really expensive they are i mean i understand you know the big blockbuster ones now take two or three years or sometimes longer to build out and it's you know it's like doing a uh you know summer blockbuster movie yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, you don't pay seventy dollars to go to the cinema to see a blockbuster movie. It's you know, costing the equivalent amount. No, and it it's a good it's a good point. And you look at other things that are happening with these. You know, I know we've talked about the Game Pass before as a good example of this. You know, Microsoft I think are going a clever route here with that, aren't they? Where you buy on the Game yeah. Pass and you get entitlement for PC and Xbox, don't you? On that, on that. Yeah, on some um, of those, yes. Exactly, which is a really good way, you know, so you're getting dual value out of that, really. And then you might pay, there are different tiers, obviously, in the Game Pass as they are within, for example, the PlayStation uh, equivalent. Uh, but I, I just, I'm not sure. It, for me, it kind of, I like the look of this. I'm, I haven't gone out and bought, you know, Call of Duty games for a while in terms of, you know, desperately buying them. But if I was in this point and knowing that I, I want to get a new console, I'd really be starting to think, hang on a minute, do I wait? You know, do I do I wait and buy it later on or do I pay the money now? It depends, I guess, how desperate you are to play the new game, isn't it? It is. And I suppose if, if you're going to buy an FPS, would you buy it on your new console or would you just get it on PC again, Joe? Where you can use a keyboard and mouse? For me these days, um, hands down, it, it's PC for first person. It's different. If I'm going to buy a racing game, I think yeah, PC still works, but it's nothing as good as sitting on a sofa with a big 55 or 65 inch TV playing a racing game. You know, it's great. 
but yeah, FPS games, I think it's definitely going to be PC. And I wouldn't be paying 70 quid for it on the PC either, would you? Well, you say that, though, but if that's the new price point, you probably could see. I mean, some you look at some of the games, they are dropping for sort of 59. Yeah, but here you go. No, it's, they've even stated standard edition, the 59.99, is for your Xbox One, PS4 and PC. So you're yeah, only paying the 69.99 one for the Series X and the PS5. Exactly. I, I, I think we're on the cusp of a, a change in, in the pricing of, of, of games. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens here. I, I'm, I want to see what other titles come out and what else happens in terms of the, you know other 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 developers and other AAA titles that are, are due to launch. Um, I'd love to say there's a GTA 6 going to drop, but we know for, we know that's not going to happen. Come um, on, I can't wait for the next one, but I think we're still years out from that. Well, there was a, the Rockstar. There was some a couple of articles I read the other day that were people had found some not leaks. That's not really the right way to read it. They found filings, stock filings, and you know that the companies okay. have to do to the market. Um, uh, like you know, like a quarterly results, isn't it? An annual statement. And Rockstar had stated, yep. uh, or no, sorry, it was Take Two, isn't it? The parent company. Yes. Take Two had stated in filing for coming the following years that they were going to spend I can't remember how many millions, or it might have been yeah, se- a lot of money, several millions in marketing, um, which in 2022, which looked at it that some analysts thought perhaps was that actually spend for the holiday season of 21 for a new yeah. game uh and there have been some you know the other kind of things that have been picked up on social media and screenshots that uh were they were they hints to do with gta 6 because the rumors is it going to be set in south america some people are saying it's going to be a remake yeah. of my city and um, there was a picture okay. i think there was a picture that they tweeted of um and i forget the guy's name but a famous nba basketball um, star with a copy of Vice City on his table, like you know, guess like a, and and it was yeah. kind of was that a hint. Uh, and then other people are, placed. Yeah, other people as as a, a close to the project have said that apparently it's going to have like the ability to travel between different cities, but nobody's got any hard evidence. And as we know, GTA games typically don't get leaked. There's you know very no. they keep it very close, don't they, to their chest. Uh, and they oh, take no. as long as it as they need to to make it a good game. It's never a rushed oh. one, is it? No, and and look at the I mean, look at GTA Five. What was that? Twenty seventeen that came out. Could have been it, before yeah. that. Uh, it, might, yeah. it might have been sixteen. I've yeah, it could be could be late sixteen. But you look at the you know we're talking three nearly four years on. It's been still. It came out in two thousand and thirteen, Joe. No, it can't have done. Yep, two thousand and thirteen. Well, I I take it back. I'm I can't believe that was that old. So that's seven years old. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, I hold my hands up to say uh, that that proves the point of like forget realizing how old it was. Well, okay, a seven-year-old game that's still that's still being sold on you know Steam and other platforms. Yeah, still has masses of revenue being generated through it through the massive online. online, isn't it? GTA Online is still massive, and they're still bringing out new bits and pieces for it. You know what? It's and, still uh, my go-to game if I want a quick blast on something. Oh, yeah, but that's the, that was the beauty of the GTA games, isn't it? You just pick it up and play. Yeah, uh, you know, not have to worry about convoluted missions. Not have to worry about where do I leave off. Just jump in a car, commit some crimes, run some people over, <laughs> <laughs> all in a As game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. Look at that. Seven years old. They're still bringing content out for it. They've rem- They're going to remaster it and make a shed load of money on the new platform. Yep. And yeah, that well, that, pro- that proves the point. But actually, you've just made me think of one other game. Uh, that I know, I know you've pre-ordered, and I'm supremely jealous about. Uh, and you've played the demo of it. Come on, 
Put me out of my misery. Ah, oh, the, the Tony Hawk. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remake. Uh, so it comes out, ooh, is it this week? 3rd or 4th? 4th of September? Yeah, I, I think it's the 4th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've pre-ordered it. I, I've downloaded the warehouse demo. Uh, I mean, the kids had a quick blast on that. Unfortunately, it's only limited to two minutes at a time. Uh, you know, and you can't change any of the settings, but That's what you it's need. really, really good. They've done a cracking job of bringing that up to date and everything just looks fantastic. It's 4K, HDR. It runs silky smooth. I still can't skate, as it's apparent, but um, <laughs> the kids loved it. I had a great time. So yeah, looking forward to come out this week and uh, play all those other levels they've remastered. But that came out, so Tony Hawk's, I know for a fact, came out 20, 21 years ago, the original game, and I had it on the Did PS. really? Yeah, um, and that game I just is a staple of, of my teenage years. It is phenomenal. That game, just hours spent playing it, playing co-op as well, you know, the friend. Yeah. Uh, and then it was on. And they'll have split screen as well on this. I'm not sure how many players split screen, but uh, they have said it will be split screen. Oh, and the soundtracks, of course, were just epic. They are epic. But I know I uh, you I was I'm in an R and about it, and uh, just I do it. Really, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's payday, isn't it, Jay? You've been paid. Oh uh, yeah, don't don't. <laughs> anyway, anyway, come on. So like, the last so final bit of news this week. Uh, Facebook are back in the news. Uh, and they, they've got another beef with Apple, haven't they? They have. They are not happy with iOS 14 and the, the privacy uh, changes. Uh, basically, they're, they're shouting out about that it's going to hurt their ad revenue on iOS, and they'll have oh, to change dear. how the application works because they won't be able to collect nearly as much data as what they were in the past. So, uh, Hang I, mean, on, I don't I'm know about just you, getting out the... I'm not feeling sorry. No, I'm just going to get out the world's smallest violin just have a little play on that for them. Exactly. No, I... so, uh, oh. Yeah. I'm not sorry at all for that. And actually, this is probably a wake-up call to any platform, sorry, or any service that is trying to take more data than it needs to, especially around ads. And I know ads need a lot of revenue. And I know, you know, we're, we're probably going to be hypocritical stating this, you know, maybe in the future when we want to have ads on the service here, you know. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> One day, maybe. <laughs> but I think there's a, there's a fine line, isn't there, between uh, ads that are relevant and timely, to yes. un, you know, unsolicited, also bombarding. Um, and we've all, we've all had that experience of either talking about something or searching for something, and then every site you yeah. go to, you get an ad for the service, don't you, or the product? They do, um, yeah, of course you do. And but you know I, I think it's, it's the sheer amount of stuff Facebook collects with that oh. are, compared to, you know, I understand some stuff is reasonable, okay? You need to try and target the ads to, to sell it. And- yeah, okay, you can't have all these services for free without some kind of advertising. But I think just the sheer, and it's been proven time and time again, the sheer amount of information Facebook collects is just crossing that line. But it is, and it's not just it's it's not just Facebook themselves, isn't it? It also includes the other platforms that they run and operate. So Instagram, yes. you know, WhatsApp, um, what else do they have? You know, I, I'm guessing there are other bits, isn't it? But just using, you know, a Facebook Messenger is the other one, isn't it, that's quite popular. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you and I both run a pie hole at home. So typically, you know, normally for DNS, but obviously now with a lot of the additional host information we put in it, blocks a lot of tracking services, tele- telemetry services, and yes. ad serving purposes. And you only have to look at the logs in that, don't you, just to see how often those apps and services try to communicate back to the mothership. Oh, completely. I mean, if I, if I log in now, I bet I'm blocking 10 or 15% of outbound traffic well we got i say i uh, i imagine it's a fair old bit and yeah most of that will be tracking yeah 
Yeah, I, I, and uh, it's not. I'm at twelve point nine percent of tra- outbound traffic blocked. Wow, that's just yeah, exactly. And that's just you know that's a handful of services, you know, isn't it? So there's it a is, lot, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot going on here. But so I, I'm, I'm kind of like this is good, and I know Android is bringing in similar. Uh, capabilities as well in the platforms and obviously yeah. Microsoft do as well now don't they and Windows 10 yeah. there's been a lot of updates so they do not track service Mac OS does it in Safari there's a whole uh, a set of do not track services so yeah this is a change and I think you're right these services aren't for free they need to make revenue somehow but I think there's start being responsible about it isn't it it is so come on then let's talk a little bit more about some of the stuff we've been playing this week some of the films we've been watching and of course any gadgets I must start with, so Flight Sim 2020, last time we spoke, I was really upset about how badly the joystick support was around unsupported joysticks and throttles, which when yep. I say by unsupported, I mean not the ones that are on the uh, official compatibility list, so to speak. Uh, and as you know, I, I couldn't get it to work properly. It was terrible. The the, res- the response was either, it was like you said, it was digital. It was on or off, wasn't it? Up or down. Yeah. Well, thanks to a post I found on Reddit, uh, where this guy had spent the time going through and troubleshooting his own joysticks, which actually turned out to be my joysticks, bizarrely enough. Um, he mapped out and worked out that you needed to set certain different axes on the on the controls. Uh, and I went through the post, I set up my copy of Flight Sim. I'll be honest with you, there was a part of me that was a bit like, this isn't going to work, you know. I got into a flight. Again. Yeah, yeah. I got into a flight and it was, well, it was unbelievable. It com- It completely changed my view of the game from being this is a really pretty game with great technology and completely unplayable to this is flight sim and i i've now managed to get a couple of hours in properly flying around i'm enjoying it um and as i as i quoted on the post to the, i replied back on the, the reddit post I, I said this guide was a literal game changer you know it really was it was yeah. you know the fact i can now enjoy it um and as we said last time yeah okay i didn't buy the game i didn't pay the 59.99 for flight sim, we've got it through Game Pass, but that's not the point. You know, I'm still paying money for the Game Pass. I want to enjoy the game. Yeah, um, and it's brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Actually, I've started, you know, flying some of the some of the bigger aircraft. I've got some bugbears around, you know, the aircraft, and I think I don't know whether it's again. We've talked about how we think it may have been not rush, but you know, minimal product out the door. Yeah. Some of the some of the cockpits compared to say FSX or even X plane have a lot of inoperable buttons that in you know the earlier version of flight sim you could use uh well, I so i guess bear in mind i'm not sure when flight sim x came out that had to be 20 years ago maybe uh x plane 11 must have been seven or eight years ago so these are you know games have been out for a long time they've had i'm sure they had their issues when they came out they've been fixed and honed over that time or else fs 2020 is just doing something completely new aren't they especially around the scenery and it's, oh they, yeah definitely it's only been out a week or two, so I think things will definitely get better. Give it five, six months, and I think everything will be ironed out. It'll be a different experience. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, so Flight Sim, Flight Sim 10 or FSX was 20, 2006, 2006, so 14 okay. years, yeah. Yep. Um, but I, I agree, it's, you know, this they've pushed out the, you know, they've pushed out the MVP, the minimal viable product out the door, which is great, yep. and it will get updated. And they're not showstoppers. I mean, there are some odd bugs. I know people have seen some really weird uh, graphical issues in it. Uh, like 212 <laughs> floor uh, building in Australia somewhere, wasn't it? In Melbourne, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Melbourne, that was it. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some. Yeah, you're right. There's some weird anomalies. Um, and I, and I, but again though, that weather platform. So I took a flight the other day to have a look over in the the Gulf of Mexico, 
to where that Hurricane Laura uh, yeah. was. After seeing some posts uh, online around, you know, it was saying that you know flight simmers are flying through Hurricane Laura to have a look at. And I was curious to have a look at. Now, of course, you know, on a serious point, that is a really devastating weather front it that's is, come yeah. in. Um, it's caused, you know, untold damage. And, and you know, there are, I, I'm not entirely sure whether there have been loss of life, but certainly, you know, injuries and concerns. So from that point, it's, you know, not trying to trivialise the seriousness of the matter, but more trying to just say around... The, the realism in in that engine and how it replicates real world weather patterns. So the ability to, you know, from here travel to the side of the world and experience, albeit in a simulation, the the hurricane weather, I think is quite yeah. impressive. That, that certainly is is something new. And it, it, the article I read was saying there was a comment was saying, is this a new thing? Is this going Storm to be a new chases. thing? Yeah, where people will travel the world to experience it. But then there was also another article of talking of that the mapping, as you say, like with the huge artifact was some uh, charities and other things using it to fly over inaccessible places in the world where they couldn't travel to look for atrocities okay. or evidence of other uh-huh. um I, I don't want to say you know hmm. crimes but you know what i'm trying to get at here yeah you know sort of look for things that they wouldn't be able to travel to the country because of you know political or uh, other reasons um which was pointed out that the problem with that is the 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 way that the ai map the ai works and the mapping it may remove those things um but i don't know it's an interesting point but you point i know you pointed something out to me the day was around um i think it was it was at google earth uh people fixing uh people fixing the map with (laughs) with google earth uh which is quite funny uh, some of the bing map data you know i suppose sometimes bing's better than uh bing maps are better than google maps and, and vice versa but uh they were taking they were correcting the bing models within flight sim by exporting the good models from Google Earth or Google Maps, run it through a couple of processes and make them into a 3D model. They'll say, then put it in a, the, the custom folder in Flight Sim so they could use that model instead of the Bing one to kind of correct a load of bits. So quite interesting. Yeah, that's definitely probably not what Microsoft saw coming. <laughs> no, no, but I suppose they're, they're, they're leveraging the the model that Microsoft gave them to, or gave to third parties to make their own scenery packs for Flight Sim. Yeah, exactly. You're just using what's out there. And if it improves the game and gets more people playing it, then it's a win-win, isn't it? It is. Yeah, definitely. But that's not the only flying game that's been mentioned this week, is it, Carl? No, no. And I know you're looking forward to this, Jay. I know you've got a bit stir-crazy stuck at home and not be able to get on a plane. So there's a new game called Airplane Mode coming out. But basically, you're the passenger on an airplane. You get to sit in your seat and watch the uh, TV at the back and interact with the passengers and basically be a passenger on a commercial flight. It doesn't sound fun to me, but um, <laughs> might bring some normality back to your life, Jay. I'll link to it. In the, I'll link to it in the show notes from the Steam page because it is exactly how you described it. It is exactly word for word. You are sat at a window seat on a long haul flight with your in-flight entertainment, in-flight meal. Uh, I believe it, I, I believe they even say that it's authentic ambient noise, including whose baby is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's always one, isn't there? No, I've got to just I've got to I've got to read the feature list because this is brilliant. So features, and this is from the Steam page: uh, taxi takeoff and landing, fairly accurate satellite imagery of your flight path, <laughs> <laughs> snacks, premium beverages, and a meal service includes fish option. <laughs> They're a also carry-on. simulating dodgy Wi-Fi, aren't they? Yeah, uh, <laughs> a carry-on bag with a book, headphones, pen, and charging cable, an overhead reading light, and complimentary aircraft information card, 
in-flight safety video produced by IFC's in-house team of expert air hosts, uh, randomised events on every playthrough, such as turbulence, bad Wi-Fi and delays, uh, the ambient noise, including whose baby is that, with, a, with an asterisk that states crying baby not guaranteed on every flight, an in-flight entertainment system featuring flight tracker and hit movies of the 1930s and our award-winning magazine Stratospheres filled with articles, crosswords and doo-doo. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. I kind of just want to buy it just, well, just because. I've, I've got to see this. I know. It's, I like, I mean, this is, this is 2020, is it not? <laughs> I mean, maybe Microsoft could buy these guys and build it into Flight Sim 2020. <laughs> I mean, we've hit peak 2020 with everything else going on. You know, there's no business travel. So somebody's released a game that <laughs> simulates business travel. I mean, well done. Well done. Uh, is this done there in real a... time? Could this game take you like 12 hours? <laughs> <laughs> Probably it would do. Long haul flight. I, I just, I, I think it's a great idea. And I am, um, I actually, I, there's no pricing at the moment. It just says you can add your wish list. So I'm, we've done I'm, that. Cu- <laughs> I'm curious to see. And I'm, I'm, yeah, depending as long as it's not ridiculous money, like, you know, $70 or whatever. Uh, $10, I'm $15, gonna, yeah, definitely. I might take a punt on that. I think, I think it's worth every penny. It's, it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Um, so, and in films this week, and there's a couple of new releases this week, but I know one of them is definitely a flat, it's blast from the past, isn't it? It is, yeah. So we had, what is it, Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before that came out? But uh, no, it must have been Friday that came out. But I managed to watch that, yeah, last night, Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, yeah, really, Party really on, good. Party on, dudes. Party on, exactly. Excellent. Uh, so, what, it's set 25 odd years in the future uh, after Bogus Journey, which was the last one. Uh, so, what was that? So, Bill and Ted are now what, middle aged dads? They, they're married, wives, they've got daughters. Uh, they're still trying to write that, that hit song that's meant to. Uh, unite humanity and save the world but it's it's not going well for them you know they've gone from doing their shows in the grand canyon the big stadiums down to your local dive bar so it's it's not going well for them so i don't want to spoil too much but um it's got all you know all, all the normal characters in there unfortunately no rufus because uh the actor no george with... carlin uh, he's no longer with us he passed away yeah. in 2008 i think it was so very very sad not to see him in there it was they have his um, his character's daughter in there fulfilling his part uh, okay. but, uh, as part of the storyline, but it's not quite the same as having Rufus there. But uh, so it was very, very good. Uh, it finishes off the story arc very nicely. You know, if there isn't another one, I'm, I don't think there will be. I'd be very happy now that that's done. And yeah, Keanu and uh, Alex Winters, they are it's just like you remember, they fall back into character as if they'd never left it. <sighs> I got it. When this was first announced, I did feel it was again another. Oh, we're doing this again. You another classic. I think they've been film. doing it for quite trying to do it for quite a while, haven't they? Get it all together. Yeah, I think you're right. It has kind of bounced around, hasn't it, in development hell for some time. Um, but I think it just you know I was kind of worried because for me it was just like, are we going to ruin? We're going to ruin again. What was a classic film, no. early nineties, brilliant. And it doesn't but, ruin the other two. No, not no, at all. No, and Keanu at the moment. It seems that Keanu, uh, sorry, Keanu Reeves can't do any wrong, can he? Really, at the moment, no. just he is at peak, peak Keanu at the moment. I feel. <laughs> yeah, because we just well, we've had John Wick a little while back. We've, there's another John Wick in production. The Matrix Four, he's in, is coming out. I'm not sure when next year, maybe. Uh, and obviously, uh, Bill and Ted. So yeah, he's on a roll at the moment. Yeah, Matrix Four. That that's a twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one or twenty two. I think you're right. It's not. It's certainly some time off, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. 
but that's the Keanu's back in that. Carrie Ann Moss is in that as well. Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Uh, yep. I don't believe. Um, oh, who played uh, Lawrence, uh, Morpheus? Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I don't yeah. believe he he's in it in that one as well. Oh, but, I don't think so either. So yeah, there's not much on it, but yeah, that's Pete Keanu. John Wick, as you say, fantastic uh, films. Um, but yeah, okay. I I haven't caught it yet. I need to catch it, but it does sound very good, and I you know. A bit yeah, of, yeah. Clearly, you'll get the popcorn out and yeah, party on. Yeah, because the uh, party on indeed, party on. I'm gonna enjoy that. It's gonna be good fun. And the other film out, I think, it's just cut, I think it's in the cinemas this week or ha- maybe next week. Is the the Christopher Nolan film Tenant, isn't it? That's the other one that's just oh, coming out. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, you have to go to a cinema to see that. You can't digitally watch it like Bill and Ted. No, it's just well, he they've made a big deal about that, haven't they? That it was a cinema only release. Um, it does look good. I can't can't deny it there's some weird i don't want to say time travel because they've said it isn't time travel going on in it but some weird sort of timey stop kind of weirdness <laughs> in the trailer it, yeah, you're right it does look very good i'm just not sure i want to go to the cinema to see it in the current climate i think i'm, I'm gonna I, wait till that's available to uh on digital download yeah i think me and you both on that one i'm, I'm not entirely, but you know i'm not taking anything away from the cinema chains i am confident that there's social distancing going on. And I'm sure yeah. there's. You, you probably, in fact, you probably get a better, better seat and and view of the screen than you did oh, before now so, because yeah. of the distances. But yeah, maybe I might give that a wait for a little while. But we'll see. Be interesting to see how come. that affects the uh, the takings. That's a good point. I I'd imagine it's gonna there's gonna be quite a dent in the the revenue in that. Oh, so Bill and Ted face the music out now. Get watching that on your digital service of choice. I say. Yeah, definitely. So to finish off this week then. Uh, a couple of gadget news then. So we are, what, a couple of weeks away from the biggest release of the year from our friends in Cupertino. Yeah, with the, what, the iPhone 12. Uh, possibly 12s. new iPads and new iWatches all in one, in one uh, announcement. Yeah, but as we've, I think we mentioned before in one of our previous shows, there's rumours that it could be a split announcement, couldn't it? Yeah, or even just they're going to announce it all, but there's going to be a different schedule on when each item is going to be actually available to purchase. That's right, with some of the, the manufacturing delays. But those uh, those renders that have been leaked now around some of the designs of the iPhone 12. Now, yeah. I I said I thought it looked like an iPhone 4. You you're thinking it's closer to an iPhone 5, aren't you? In the sort of the uh, square yeah, chamfered edges. Exactly. Going to look at, look at it. You know, the four and the five both had those square chamfered edges. Just the five was more not i suppose elongated whereas the four was a more um smaller screen wasn't it yeah i mean but there have been these these ones that i think were linked to the show notes again but i think it was the engadget article that we, we were looking at i mean that yeah. screen that that oled screen looks gorgeous really minimal bezels on the on the yeah. sides there the the camera square on the back looks to be like again you know just to be really clear these are renders these are yeah of course mock-ups they're not guesses but the the range seems to be on the, the new pro line of cameras that you've got four lenses. Yeah, I so think seems. they'll add the LiDAR from the uh, iPad Pro, I'd imagine. But they, they are looking, I mean, Apple do make a nice looking phone. And the John Prosser leaked some uh, settings uh, the, the other week, some screenshots around the new camera settings for the 6.7 yep. iPhone 12 Pro Max. My, that's a, that's yep. a mouthful. Um, <laughs> that had, you know, lots of enhancements, 120 hertz uh screen, screen refresh yeah. uh, zoom capabilities so you've got those on the ipads haven't you is it is it 120 yeah. or is it 90 on the ipads but it does make a difference when you're scrolling that screen it's silky smooth i you know with that close that i think there's a grain of truth in some of these screen yeah. in these renders because 
the case manufacturers, the production lines would have had them now. Even if they are delayed, they're, they're going to have had the, the mock-ups, aren't they, to have designed the cases and things. They, they so, are. Uh, so talking of screens, the, the rumour is that you're going to get the OLED even on the, the low-end 12. So with the 11s, you only got the OLEDs on the Pro models, didn't you? The Pro and the Pro Max. That's right, yeah. And the 11 itself just had the, what do they call it? It's an LCD, a super resident LCD screen, or so called it. But the rumour is you're going to get the OLEDs across the board now, which will be a nice upgrade for anyone on the, you know, the low end. Definitely, definitely. That, you know, Apple's Retina uh, screen, as they call it, Retina, everything. You know, it does, they are very nice, and they're very nice displays. And you know, the colour, especially with the True Tone on the upright models, yeah. brilliant colour reproduction. You can tell the difference, can't you? I mean, you I, can. I, my wife's got the, the 11, and I've got the 11 Pro Max. And you put them side by side, you can definitely tell that the clarity and the colour and the saturation there is uh, much better on the uh, pro version. I, I'm really keen. I, you know, I, I take a lot of photos. I shoot with DSLR. And I do obviously take quite a few pictures with the, the iPhone as well. And I'm really keen to, to see how the camera's improved. You know, obviously, every year, there's been a couple of years where I don't think there's been major improvement. And especially a couple of models back, I, I have to say, I think they went backwards a little bit in some of the reef colour reproduction. Yeah. But the, the current 12, sorry, it's current 12s, the 11s. Um, 11s is a phenomenal camera and you know shooting 4k video on it is is something you know something else uh, yeah okay it's not high end but you know for pictures of your family or other events it yeah, really is they're cracking and you've it, always it, got it on you not like your digital slr no exactly exactly you capture capture far more um so yeah i mean i we're getting close i'd imagine by next week we should probably have some clear idea of when the event's going to be i imagine they might yep. have sent the announcements out by then so, so we'll, yeah the rumor is that the 10th probably sounds about right and that they're going to have obviously three models. The 12 will be allegedly 5.4 inch. The, the, the Pro will be 6.1. The Pro Max is going to bump up to 7. It's going to be a big old screen, isn't it? It is. Apple's biggest ever iPhone. Isn't that what they say every year? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I imagine they're, they're slimming down the chassis as well. As you said, the render showed hardly any bezel on the left and right hand side. So hopefully it won't feel any bigger than what the Pro Max currently is. No, that's the thing. They do. They are. You know, the phones do get bigger, but you're right. They they don't feel bigger, do they? Necessarily, it's a bit no, like the iPad no. Pro, wasn't it? Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see because uh, allegedly the new they call it the A14 chip. I, I imagine so. The last one was the A13. It's going to give you 15% better performance, but 30% less power use. I mean, you know, I think they're going to need that if they're all going to say the rumor again is they're all going to have 5G on board. So, which is obviously more power hungry. That power set. Yeah, I, that's a good point. 5G, because obviously they were holding off last time, and a lot of a lot of you know the critics yeah. were saying, well, you know, well, Apple aren't doing a 5G phone. But again, Apple Apple don't necessarily are first don't necessarily a first to punch with a feature, are they? Typically, no, no. They, no, but they refine like, it. Refine it, yeah. Polish when it comes out. Hopefully. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with Apple. You're right. They, you know, sometimes they might claim that they're, they're first on it, or it might look like it. But other manufacturers have come there before them. But you're right. Apple, when they release it, it's refined. And typically, if Apple do it, it tends to go more mainstream, doesn't it? It does. And I, I think uh, at this point, I think it's a given that they're all going to get 5G. But I suppose the question is, there are two versions of 5G. You've got is it sub-6, which I think is the more widespread one. Then you've got millimeter, uh, MM wave, millimeter wave. So the question is, are all the phones going to have both versions of it? We're going to, going to get one, or are we going to get both on the Pro, but only sub-6 on, on, uh, on the iPhone 12? I think that's up in the air at this. Well, also support Wi-Fi 6, I suppose, as well, then, as well. Yeah, didn't they? 
do they not already have Wi-Fi six? The eleven? Maybe they wrong. do. I just, I, I, I've just maybe never had a maybe never had the chance to test whether it supports it. <laughs> well, we run Unify at home for the Wi-Fi, and they they don't. Well, they now do do a uh, uh, Wi-Fi six version, but not the model we've got. They they do support Wi-Fi six. The elevens they do. I I think it's just the fact of fact not being an environment where I've had to to test it. So uh, that's probably why then. But. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also, I think actually I'm looking forward to the, the event that they'll publish based on the, based on the, the WWDC event they did, which obviously fully virtual, yep. that keynote was probably the best one ever. And I don't mean that as an Apple Very, fan. very slick. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say like, oh, Apple did the greatest keynotes. That's not what I was getting at. But the fact that no. unlike this, the ones where they have people on stage, it sometimes feels a bit stunted, doesn't it? When they do the handoff, you know, yeah. Tim comes on and he hands off to, to Phil Schiller or whoever it was, doesn't it? Or they introduce a developer. It always felt a little bit kind of like, oh my God, you know, that was awkward. But that virtual event- pre-recorded, you can retake, can't you? Just to get exactly how you want and cut to what you want. Yeah, it's just more slick. Exactly. And the way it came back in and, and the, the effects they did, yeah, much better event. I'm sure the iPhone event is going to be on par with that. Um, and there is, I know, one other one other bit of tech that you are lusting after. Um, I have been for ages. Yeah, so NVIDIA have their event um, Tuesday, the 1st of September, to announce their 3000 series GPUs. Obviously, I tuned that, is that the cost of it? One. So, yeah, I think it might well be some of these. <laughs> but I tuned into their Ampere event. I think that's how you pronounce it for the developers, and it looked amazing. Of course, there was no hint of a consumer version there. So, obviously, the leakers have been leaking, and we're expecting what three models? I can guess we're expecting an RTX 370, 380, and a 390. The 390 is basically a Titan. You know, you're looking at what, 24 gig of GDDR 6X on 24 there. 24 gig. 24 gig. Of, yeah, 6X, not just six. Um, so, whatever that means, uh, it's a new custom memory i think for them i think they're looking at what 5200 CUDA cores and the big one here 350 watts of tgp so Ooh. tgp i had to look that one up is total graphics power so basically it represents the amount of power the psu needs to be able to supply to the um to the graphics i don't think it'll a... use 350 watts to run but it needs to be able to just in case that's a lot of wattage <laughs> Yeah, well, so they they also uh, they announced their new twelve pin power connect uh, that Nvidia have officially announced uh, to power these. Obviously, I'm guessing that's going to mean a new GPU or some kind of adapter. From from what I've read, you might be able to get adapters to your two eight pins or your eight and six pin into this new fangled twelve pin power connector. But yeah, we'll have to see when they actually announce that. Didn't one of the manufacturers uh, leak some screenshots that showed the new 12 pin, wasn't it? With, uh, they, they did, but then NVIDIA brought out a white paper on uh, some bits and pieces, and it was in there as well. But, I mean, let's be honest, the, the spec of these cards is just phenomenal. And right now, yeah. I can't think of anything that, A, needs that kind of power, but... No. That doesn't mean you shouldn't buy one. I just meant it. But on the other hand... No, I mean, VR, I think, is the big one. You know, especially yeah. if they bring VR to uh, Flight Sim 2020. You know, that's already a, a beast of a game for, for your systems to try and render what you're seeing on screen twice to be able to do your VR. That's going to, I think, take full advantage of it. I mean, even your, your I'm not going to say mainstream, the 3080 is probably the equivalent to you know, the 2080. So it's still going to be the top range there. They'll allegedly get 10 gig of RAM on there, but some manufacturers are going to offer 20 gig. I know. This, I mean, 20 gig of twenty gig of graphics memory is just crazy. I mean, I guess, it, like you say, it's not, if you're running, if you're in a high-end system, you know, maybe if you're, let's say, streaming or you're doing, you know, you're doing multi-monitors or you're doing VR, you know, in high-end, then that's a lot of headroom. And I'm pretty sure that most systems would swallow that up if they could. And some games are not that well 
uh, <laughs> not that well refined in, in how I'm going to name names again, up. Jay, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, sorry, I had a cough there. Um, aren't well optimised, are they? No, they're not. But, you know, I want, actually, here's a question. Will it play Crisis? <laughs> <laughs> the old or the new one? <laughs> well, that's the that's $64,000 question, is it? Um, oh, but how yeah. big are these as well? I mean, because graphics cards but, have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, the, the renders we've seen are certainly for the 3090, I think, and I imagine the 38, they're triple slot. Triple? My God. Triple slot. So I'm not even sure I'm going to fit that in my machine. I'm going to have to go and have a look to see where I've got my 10 gig NIC and where that's placed, where I've actually got three slots available. That's, I mean, look, you know, evolution of graphics cards from onboard to, you know, the, the, the first Voodoo cards that were with them, yep. you know, with the adaption. And then obviously as we've gone forward years and the, the double, double-sided, uh, sorry, double um, slot cards, haven't they, that you know, come out. And now triple, I mean, that's a lot of room in a case. And considering a lot of people now run M80X, smaller cases. Yeah. I, well, mine's an M80X as well. Uh, I just think I've got, I think I've put my, my network card in the very bottom slot. So, and I only have that and the graphics card. So I should have enough space to hopefully. But the other thing I have to say, though, is A, space is the problem, but power as well. Because if you then now have to factor in 350 watts potentially for your GPU, plus whatever wattage your having to calculate for the rest of the components. Yeah. Are we going to see now an uptick in higher-end PSUs? I guess we're going to, aren't I, I we? I think got... so. I think they're recommending at least an 850-watt PSU, which is what I've got, so hopefully I should be okay. Uh, but, I mean, the, the 3080 is allegedly 320-watt, and the 3070, which is, is the mainstream one, is 220-watt. I'd imagine that 3070 is going to be a uh, dual slot rather than a... And, you know, you've got to ask the question, right? Where's AMD? Well, they're, they're apparently going to be there releasing theirs at some point soon, but obviously they're just getting the PS5 and the Xbox out the door, aren't they? Because that's AMD CPUs and GPUs. Yeah, I mean, AMD, I mean, let's be honest, at the moment, AMD, in terms of the CPUs, I think right. are competing with Intel much better than they have done for years. Yeah. Those new Ryzen chips, the Threadrippers, they're, they're, you know, they're, they've shown Intel how to do it, haven't they, in some degree? Yeah, and they, they've got yeah. their Ryzen 3s apparently out at some point this year as well. So the, the newer versions are the top-end ones. So we'll see how those go as well. I think they've got a lot going on at the moment. They have, but yeah, NVIDIA certainly, well, taking it to another level, I think, with that kind of spec, haven't they? And it'd be interesting to see but, what, what they come back what with. Cost? At what cost? What? I mean, I, I'm sure I saw something that said the 3090 was going to cost, I don't know, was it fourteen or $1,500? That's a lot of money. Which is an awful lot of money. But if you look at a, an RTX Titan, I think that's $2,200, $2,300 currently. So if you've got a better performance out of the 3090 than you have the old Titans for six or $700 less, then I think that's a win. But yeah, I won't be buying the 3090. No, it's big money. You're right. And graphics cards, you know, have, have again, talking about games getting expensive, graphic card costs have increased exponentially as well over the years, haven't they? I mean, yeah, you're talking several hundred of your currency, you know, to whether it be pounds, dollars or whatever you spend your money in, even for low end cards these days. So, yeah, I, I think you're yeah. right. Into the thousands is not is, is, def is a given, especially for the high end. Yeah, I think we can see the 38 maybe coming in at just under a thousand, maybe nine hundred, eight hundred. The 30, oh, well, this is dollars. I'm thinking pounds there, and the um, the 3070 probably around the five six hundred mark. Be really interesting to see once 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 they get pre-announced. You know, of course, the manufacturers then yep. will start showing benchmarks, won't they? Um, they will. So it'll be really interesting to see how they benchmark against the current stock of titans the 28 going to be i think there'll be quite a big jump up i i can i had hope uh you know <laughs> if there isn't after all this time then uh you're a bit disappointed no the the i guess the only thing i have to say about benchmark for me is that 
is there anything that can there's i can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be able to take advantage of of that kind of power so are you going to see a real re- pardon dcs <laughs> dcs well yeah That's i guess you're right. going to have to brute force it yeah i just meant it'd be interesting to see something sh- you know that would, would be able to give it a run for its money rather than just show phenomenal fps um and everything else but fantastic yeah. looking cards massive leap forward and yeah really i'm excited to see what what can be done here and uh how that compares with the existing marketplace so yeah definitely we'll uh we'll come back to them when, when they get released and, and see how they're going yeah brilliant well I, you know what i think we've uh i think we've covered quite a lot again this week and we um, no doubt we'll have more epic <laughs> see i couldn't resist that epic news next week uh but uh, but again thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time on the tech rant i've been jay i've been carl thanks everyone